Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is David opposing the Matrix. How are you? Getting a half hour late start here. I apologize for that. Um, only excuse I can offer is that it's very cold here and we ran out of propane. So I had to get a couple of cans out in the garage and uh, put them on the uh, front of the trailer so that we could have heat in here while we do this show. Otherwise, you know, it'd be pretty cold in here. Um, but that's all rectified. That's all taken care of. <clears throat> uh, you'll notice I'm minus Brian tonight. Um, Brian had a little bit of a family emergency. He can tell you all about that if he wishes to when we come on later this week. He wants to do a show this week, so um, we will be here. Um, I don't know what day. Uh, uh, we'll not be here, and then all of a sudden, bam, we'll be here. So um, that's that's the way it goes. They've um, they've changed this uh, this um, melon live uh, streaming on me a little bit. They've uh, moved some icons to the right, um, and and then some other things. So it took me just a couple of minutes to get used to that too. So um, anyway, here we are uh, tonight. Um, the show is going to be mostly dedicated towards. Uh, uh, people that are finally awakening. It seems like more people are waking up to the reality of what's going on. And eyes have been opened. And the resistance is growing toward the mandatory and mandatory mandates and forced vaccines. Uh, it's about time, right? Okay. Um, so... Uh, it took two years. <laughs> people finally were waking up. And there's still people that are slumbering. And there's still some people that uh, took the blue pill. Okay, Quite a few people took the blue pill. But some of the people that took the blue pill decided to take the red one after a while because they realized that uh, something's not quite right. And boy, howdy, are they right about that, huh? So tonight we're going to talk about things that are changing, um, how people that are starting to rebel around the world and stuff like that which I think is really neat. But I want to start out this show tonight by introducing you to a man named Andreas Nowak, or Nowak. Uh, I really don't know the right way to pronounce it, uh, but it's either one's close, okay? Um, Andreas Nowak was a researcher, a very intelligent um, scientist, who figured out that he, he was very capable in graphites, graphenes, graphites, and stuff like that. He was a chemist. Um, and I say was, because, and I'll tell you why I'm, I'm using past tense, but um, it's because they killed him. Okay, he got a little too close to the truth. Um, but um, very intelligent man. He'll explain, well, here's the deal. I, I don't know what to do tonight because um, no, uh, Andreas speaks in German, okay, and there are subtitles. But um, I don't know if I want to read all those subtitles. So um, what I'm going to go ahead and do is suggest that uh, if you're listening to this show on Spreaker or Podbean or Apple Podcasts or whatever, that just, just this once that you um, try out the video version of it on Twitch or you can find it on delusionresistance.org um, on the archives page or you can... Um, I'm trying to think where else it is. <laughs> uh, it's definitely on Twitch, though. And um, 
And also, there's a live feed going out tonight to twi Twitter and um, and Twitch. I already said that. Okay. So anyway, uh, just for this one show, so that you can see the video and read the subtitles, because I don't know if I'm quite up to reading subtitles. So um, I've got a very rebellious Chewini. Um, that's uh, on the floor trying to get my attention. So I apologize if she makes too much noise. But um, she's a good girl. She just is fickle. <laughs> okay. Um, alrighty. So um, Andreas Nowak. Um, you'll you'll realize if you look at the video that uh, he's a very intelligent man. He um, he explains uh, what's going on with uh, what he believes to be. Uh, graphite razor blades that are put into the uh, the mRNA vaccines. And these razor blades, he says, are like one atomic value thick and uh, 20 long or something like that. And in effect, uh, they're like razor blades and they're chopping up people's veins and, and their red blood cells and everything else, especially if it's injected into the arm and it hits a vein, okay? I'm thinking more and more now that um, if it goes into the vein, uh, that's where the big problems are. Uh, of course, there's going to be problems when it goes into the muscle because you can't inject junk, inject junk like that into a person and expect it not to do some kind of harm. Okay, It will eventually work its way to the blood system and to the different um, the organs, the liver, the, the uh, kidneys, the pancreas, the, the spleen. And if it gets in the spleen, that's that's not a good thing. Um, it's not a good thing anyway, but uh, the spleen is what cleans our blood out. And if it goes in there and chops the spleen up, then uh, I don't know what to say. But um, anyway, um, my wife is here, and she's going to keep the dogs in line while I'm talking. Usually when I do these shows, it's late at night, and the dogs are in bed with her. Or in the bedroom, I should say. Um, so now they're... They're born free, so to speak, and uh, they're behaving themselves, though. So um, having four dogs in a 24-foot trailer is um, quite um, interesting, but we, we survive, okay? So I'm going to go right into this. Before we get into talking about our victories, let's look and see the price that some people are paying for exposing these these frauds and this fraud and um, and all the garbage that's out there, um, uh, all the things that uh, Fauci and his uh, crew are perpetrating upon the world. And um, man, it's it's really scary. And it's uh, but you know, for those of us that know Yahweh, we um, we really don't have to fear because he's got a funny little way of turning things around to where. It punishes the people that are doing the evil and uh, rewards the people that are good. So um, that's I'm waiting for that to happen just about any day now. So um, anyway, uh, let me uh, do this here. Okay, look at that. And I'm going to go into this over here. And uh, there he is. There's Andreas Noach. And um, like I said, I normally I would read all the. Um, the subtitles but i'm not into it today folks i'm sorry um we'll just have to read them and if you're listening to this on youtube uh, youtube on um 
um, Spreaker or Podbean or some other uh, audio version, you might want to just uh, come over to Rumble and watch it on Rumble or on Twitch. Okay, and you'll find a pose in a matrix on both of those places, and you can watch the video. And um, so I apologize if, you know, you hear a bunch of German and you don't understand German, but I've explained this, and uh, and we're going to go for it right now. So the beginning is going to show him actually giving his um, his thesis on uh, these um, injectable carbon razor blades that they're putting in. Then he um, takes the task to the Austrian government, um, there's this schmuck that's uh, running things down in Austria that wants everybody to be um, vaccinated. And um, because of that, you know, and we're talking kids two years old and stuff, you know, so, but, um, and he's even threatening to throw people into internment camps. Uh, and Mr. Uh, or Professor Noah here, he, uh, he, he goes to great lengths to explain that Back in the 40s, another evil came from Austria in the, in the form of Adolf Hitler. And basically, he's, he's saying, okay, well, you know, evil came from there back in the 40s. Now it's coming from there again, which I think is an excellent parallel. Um, so let's go ahead and we're going to listen to Andreas Noach. So you'll, you'll see him here. Then there's going to be, it's going to break off after he's done with this speech and show the time that he was arrested. And then it's going to, I do believe, go to his um, his widow, who is pregnant at this time. And, um, you know, you're going to feel bad for this lady. You really are. But uh, she's got a good spirit about her, and she wants people to fight on um, in Andreas's memory. Okay? So let's get started with this, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Das ist Professor Dr. Paolo Campa Madrid. Der hat eben diese Impfstoffe auf Graphenoxid untersucht. Mit Raman, mit Mikro-Raman-Spektroskopie. Da untersuchst du Schwingungen. Eben da gibt es Schwingungsbanden. Diese beiden Schwingungsbanden sind einfach wichtig. Und da sieht man, dass es kein Graphenoxid ist, sondern Graphenhydroxid. Ich möchte euch mal erklären, was dieses Graphenhydroxid tatsächlich ist. Das ist monolagige Aktivkohle. Du hast da diese C6-Ringe. Er hat die in allen Proben gefunden. Also jede Ecke ist ein Kohlenstoffatom. Du kannst dir vorstellen, wenn das nanoskalisch ist, wenn es von hier nach da, ich unterbreche das hier mal so ein bisschen, dann hast du da, wenn es 50 Nanometer ist, 500 Ringe quasi in Reihe. Und hier oben hast du OH-Gruppen. Das normale Graphenoxid hast du eine Hydroxygruppe, einen doppelgebundenen Sauerstoff, und hier hast du jetzt eine OH-Gruppe. Und das Ganze ist, da hast du die Elektroden delokalisiert. Das heißt, die Elektroden, Elektronen sind vollständig beweglich. Das Ding ist, ich sag mal, 500 also 50 Nanometer lang, aber nur 0,1 Nanometer dick. Diese Strukturen, diese C6-Strukturen sind extrem stabil. Du machst aus solchen Strukturen, kannst du Bremsscheiben herstellen. Die sind biologisch nicht mehr abbaubar. Solche Strukturen im nanoskalischen Bereich kannst du am besten als Rasierklinge darstellen. Das sind eigentlich Rasierklingen, die da in den Körper gespritzt werden. Nanoskalische, extrem kleine Rasierklingen sind quasi nur ein Atom, eine Atomlage dick und relativ breit 
und hoch. Das sind Rasierklingen, die biologisch nicht mehr abbaubar sind. Du hast jetzt hier diese OH-Gruppen und die spalten Proton ab. Wenn die Proton abspalten, dann kriegst du hier eine negative Ladung. Diese negative Ladung ist über das ganze System verteilt. Das ist eine Art Säure, Säureplättchen. Weil es dann negativ geladen ist, löst sich das oder es suspendiert sehr gut in Wasser. Das ist eine Suspension. Und das heißt, das sind Rasierklingen, die sehr homogen in der Flüssigkeit verteilt sind. Und das ist das... Ähm, ich sage mal, aus meiner Sicht eine Art russisch Roulette. Also bei der Dame sieht man das extrem. Es zerschneidet die Blutgefäße. Die Blutgefäße haben auf der Innenseite Epithelzellen. Und das Epithel ist extrem glatt, das ist spiegelglatt. Und es wird jetzt durch diese Rasierklingen zerschnitten. Das ist das Gefährliche. Wenn du mit der Spritze ein Blutgefäß triffst, eine Vene triffst, dann zirkulieren diese Rasierklingen hervorragend im Blut und zerschneiden die Epithel, das Epithel. Die Blutgefäße werden zerschnitten. Das Gemeine daran ist, dass bei toxikologischen Tests diese Tests in Petrischalen durch und da findest du nichts. Diese Strukturen sind die schärfsten Strukturen, die du dir vorstellen kannst, weil sie aus einer Atomlage besteht. Und das ist einfach ein riesengroßes Molekül, was extrem scharf ist. Ich bin Aktivkohlespezialist. Ich habe in diesem Bereich gerade auch, wie du jetzt so aus äh, diesem Graphenoxid, Graphenhydroxid machst, damit habe ich gearbeitet in meiner Promotion. Ich bin äh, zum weltgrößten Aktivkohlehersteller gegangen und ich war dann nach einem Jahr zuständig für New Carbon Product. Wir hatten neue Aktivkohleprodukte in unserem Portfolio. Wir hatten so eine kleine Firma in Hooten Spring äh, zwischen Newcastle und Durham in England gekauft. Und ich war europaweit zuständig für New Carbon Product. Ich war im Application Scouting. Opfer zu analysieren, äh, zu obduzieren, die finden nichts, weil die ganzen Toxikologen machen ihre Tests im Petrischal. Ja, die kommen aber nicht drauf, dass es solche Strukturen gibt, die die Blutgefäße zerschneiden. Du siehst äh, Bilder, wo irgendwie das Blut irgendwie verstockt aus der Nase rausläuft. Die Menschen verbluten innerlich. Ich sag mal, gerade diese Spitzensportler, die tot umfallen, da fließt das Blut sehr schnell. Das heißt, je schneller das Blut fließt, desto stärker der Schaden dieser Rasierklingen. Als Chemiker, wenn du das ins Blut spritzt, dann weißt du, dass du ein Mörder bist. Das ist ein neues Material. Die Toxikologen haben das nicht auf dem Schirm. Auf einmal macht es Sinn, dass diese Opfer so aussehen. Ja? Und dass Spitzensportler äh, mit einem hohen Blutstrom, die kerngesund sind, auf einmal tot umfallen. Und man sieht halt die Menschen, die direkt nach der Impfung noch so auf dem Impfstuhl, im, im Ruheraum, wenn die da kollabieren und da auf dem Boden rumzappeln, die haben bei diesem russisch Roulette einfach Pech gehabt, mhm. weil bei denen hat man wahrscheinlich eine, eine Vene getroffen. Die Frage, die man einfach stellen muss, die man den Politikern stellt oder die man den Ärzten stellt, die die, die Ärzte einem Konzern fitzer stellen müsste. Warum sind da diese Rasierklingen drin? Und jetzt wollen so die Kinder ab fünf Jahre zur Impfpflicht bringen. Dieser Herr Zekerisch, der Präsident der österreichischen Ärztekammer. In Wien sogar schon möglich, mit einer sogenannten Off-Label-Aktion auch die 5-11-Jährigen zu immunisieren. Jetzt kommt also die Impfpflicht, man weiß, schönes Wort, immunisieren. Nicht ab welchem Alter diese gelten sollte. Welche Grenze schlagen Sie hier vor? Würde die Impfpflicht für alle, die geimpft werden können und wo eine Zulassung durch die europäische Behörde besteht, 
äh, aussprechen. Das sind derzeit Jugendliche ab zwölf Jahren. Wir rechnen damit, dass die Impfpflicht ab fünf Jahren in den nächsten Tagen durch die europäischen Behörden bewilligt wird. Wie Sie richtig sagen, derzeit ist es off-label und es ist möglich, dass man seine Kinder impft. Also off-label, das heißt, es ist nicht zugelassen. Sie spritzen sie aber schon. Man kann einfach nur noch von einer Todesspritze sprechen. Nach einem ausführlichen Beratungsgespräch durch einen Kinderfacharzt ist das durchaus... Ein Kinderfacharzt. Glaubt ihr, ein Kinderfacharzt versteht, was unter dem Wort Kaffeenoxid... Da, da gibt es ein anderes Interview, da spricht er, er glaubt, dass es gut ist, dann sagt er noch aus medizinischer Sicht ab, absolut, dass es jetzt angemessen ist, die Bevölkerung durchzuimpfen mit Zwang. Ähm, wir hatten vorhin darüber gesprochen, eine wissenschaftliche Komponente ist Disputation, dass man ein wissenschaftliches Streitgespräch führt. Weißt du, die Basis von Medizin oder von pharmazeutischer Medizin ist Chemie. Das heißt, ein Arzt, der von Chemie keine Ahnung hat, und jetzt werden hier völlig neue Stoffe, die die Natur nicht kennt, da reingebracht. Alle Welt spricht von der Messenger-RNA, die komplex wirkt. Da ist die Theorie, ich sag mal, relativ komplex, was die da tun soll. Aber was das Ding hier tut, versteht jeder Chemiker. Da siehst du, dass diese Messenger-RNA-Geschichte wahrscheinlich eine Ablenkung ist. Also ich kann mir nicht vorstellen, dass irgendein Mensch mir als Kohlenstoffspezialist irgendwie eine vernünftige Erklärung geben könnte, warum das Zeug, warum diese Kohlenstoffrasierklingen da drin sind. Das ist Kriegsführung. Ja, es wird abgelenkt mit der Messenger-RNA. Ja. Aber so schnell können die Menschen da nicht umfallen. Direkt auf dem Stuhl in der, in der, im Ruheraum fallen die um. Da passiert was anderes. Und dieser Effekt, den müsste man untersuchen. Er stellt sich als Spezialist da. Anscheinend haben die österreichischen Ärzte kein Besten als den da. Und ein Arzt, der Chemie nicht versteht, oder er ist kriminell, oder er ist ein Massenmörder. Wenn er das nicht versteht, nach der Studie von diesem spanischen Arzt, ist es jetzt offiziell, dass nanoskalisches Graphenoxid, Graphenhydroxid da drin ist. Und damit ist es klar, dass Rasierklingen verspritzt werden. Das heißt, entweder ist er inkompetent, weil, weißt du, wenn du eine gesamte Gesellschaft zwangsweise spritzen willst, dann musst du deine Hausaufgaben sehr genau gemacht haben. Weil wenn da was Falsches drin ist, wenn da etwas drin ist, was da nicht drin sein soll, dann hast du die gesamte Bevölkerung eines Landes getötet. Du musst dieses Risiko abwägen. Wie gefährlich ist Corona? Wie gefährlich ist die Spritze? Und ein Chemiker geht hin und sagt, dieser Typ, und er macht sich Gedanken, ob die Menschen gefesselt werden, bevor sie gespritzt werden. Und er ist der oberste Arzt. Sind die Ärzte in Österreich so inkompetent? dass sie die Basischemie, auf der die Medizin baut, überhaupt nicht verstehen, dann sollten sie eine Approbation abgeben. Jeder Arzt in Österreich, der nach der Information, die jetzt draußen ist, weiter spritzt, ist ein Mörder. Ich bin nicht irgendwer in dem Kohlenstoffbereich. Ich will das nochmal darstellen. Ich habe in dem Bereich promoviert. Ich habe beim weltgrößten Aktivkohlehersteller gearbeitet, im Bereich New Carbon Products. Ich war der Einzige in Europa. Ich habe die Jungs in Pittsburgh besucht. Ich war der Einzige Europäer, der in Pittsburgh war, so ungefähr. Ich habe danach mein eigenes Aktivkohleunternehmen aufgebaut. Ich habe mit 
Ich habe Papier verharzt und daraus Aktivkohlemembran gemacht. Und dieses verkohlte Papier, daran hat man sich die Hände geschnitten. Das Zeug war super scharf. Ich kann das beurteilen, was das macht. Das ist russisch Roulette. Triffst du die Vene oder nicht? Bleibt es irgendwie im Muskelgewebe? Dann ist es nicht so toxisch. Aber wenn du ein Blutgefäß triffst und es gibt verschiedene Chargen, die mehr oder weniger enthalten. Aber wenn man sowas verspritzt, dann muss man wissen, dass man die Menschen innerlich zerschneidet. Und das ist ein hochintelligentes Gift. Denn normale Mediziner kann es nicht diagnostizieren. Der normale Toxikologe, der mit Petrischalen arbeitet, der findet es nicht, weil es sich nicht bewegt. Der Toxikologe hat nicht auf dem Schirm, dass es sowas wie Rasierklingen gibt im nanoskalischen Bereich. Mhm. Aber was ich als Chemiker knallhart sagen kann, dass wir jetzt sicher gehen können, da ist dieses Graphenhydroxid drin, nanoskalisch. Das sind nanoskalische Rasierklingen. Und die sollen jetzt auch Kinder, die fünf Jahre alt sind, sollen den Rasierklingen gespritzt werden. Herr Zekeres, mal erklären, was diese Rasierklingen da drin zu suchen hat. Das soll er tun und das soll er auch seinem Chef erklären, dem Herrn Schallenberg. Soll er dem Herrn Schallenberg erklären? Der ist ja wahrscheinlich auch Berater von dem österreichischen Bundeskanzler. Und der österreichische Bundeskanzler Schallenberg, der ist Jurist. Er ist verantwortlich dafür, dass er die richtigen Berater wählt. Wenn er jetzt den Impfzwang über ganz Österreich verhängt, dann muss er die Kompetenz besitzen, die richtigen Berater auszuwählen. Er als Jurist hat da keine Ahnung. Aber das ist seine Aufgabe. Er muss die richtigen Berater auswählen. Und wenn er inkompetente Berater auswählt, dann hat er die Verantwortung zu tragen. Ich stehe dafür als Chemiker gerade. Ich stehe dafür als Chemiker gerade, dass das nanoskalische Rasierklingen sind. Und wenn du dir anschaust, aus Kohlenstoffstrukturen, machst du Bremsscheiben, ewig haltbare Bremsscheiben. Das heißt, dieses Zeug hat 0,0 biologische Abbaufähigkeit, bleibt immer im Körper. Auch wenn sie jetzt nicht sofort tot umfallen. Peu à peu zerschneidet die Blutgefäße. Es äh, zerstört das Herz. Die ganzen Herzinfarkte. Die ganzen Schlaganfälle. Man muss sich doch mal fragen als Arzt, wo kommt das her? Wenn du verstehst, dass die Rasierklingen verspritzen, dann wird es auf einmal klar, dass die ganzen Herz-Kreislauf-Krankheiten jetzt auftauchen. Weil sie ein zerschnittenes Herz haben, sie haben zerschnittenes Hirn. Sie haben zerschnittene Blutgefäße. Diese Graphenstrukturen, also monolagige Kohle, monolagiges Graphit, das ist so stabil und das weiß jeder Chemiker. Ja, es ist nicht abbaubar. Das Ding ist irgendwie 50 Nanometer lang, breit und 0,1 Nanometer dick. Und wenn man sich das vorstellt, natürlich ist es ein Rasierklinge. Jeder Chemiker, der über diesen Gedanken nach weiß, es ist eine Rasierklinge. Und diese Epithelzellen, also dieses Epithel, das ist einfach so glatt, wenn es zerschnitten wird, ja, dann wird es rau und dann bleibt alles Mögliche dran kleben. Also das Epithel ist nicht ohne Grund so spiegelglatt. Und je nachdem, wie es gespritzt wird, kann ja auch jeder Idiot mittlerweile verspritzen. Und wenn er eine Vene trifft, dann... Es dürfen noch bald Apotheker spritzen. Ja, also für mich ist es russisch Roulette. Hier nochmal die Petrischale. Der normale Toxikologe schaut sich halt den Petrischalenversuch an. Und nicht umsonst ist das Zeug deklariert als experimenteller Impfstoff. Die wissen nicht, rauskommt, was rauskommt. Und jeder Impfling muss unterschreiben, dass er die gesamte Verantwortung trägt. Äh, erst in 50 Jahren werden die Verträge mit Pfizer 
ja, veröffentlicht. Was steht da drin? Warum 50 Jahre? Ich weiß, in Deutschland gibt es und in Österreich gibt es niemand von meinem Kaliber. Der Kohlenstoff, der Aktivkohlespezialist hier in Deutschland war Dr. Hartmut von Kienle. Und ich habe ein Jahr lang bei dem auf dem Schoß gesessen. Ich habe auf dem Gebiet promoviert. Ich habe auf dem Gebiet meine Firma aufgebaut, den Businessplan-Wettbewerb in Wolfsburg gewonnen mit 175.000 Euro Dollar D-Mark. Ich habe 3 Millionen, 6 Millionen D-Mark Venture Capital bekommen. Ich hatte meine zehn Entwickler, um diese neuen Kohlenstoffprodukte voranzutreiben. Ich weiß, wovon ich rede. Soll mich immer ein Chemiker im Chat irgendwie mir widerlegen oder eine andere Meinung äußern? Ja, das gerne. Geht, das ja, gerne. Das ihr, seid ein, ihr seid eingeladen. Ja, also ein alle, alle ein sind Chemiker, eingeladen. Ein Chemiker soll mir sagen, nein, ich, ich irre mich. Die Basis von wissenschaftlichen Arbeiten hat Sir Karl Popper dargestellt. Äh, Mutmaßung und Widerlegung. Und er sagt, so seinen Kernsatz, es ist besser, Theorien zu töten als Menschen. Und hier wird mit einer mörderischen Theorie immer weitergemacht. Das ganze Volk soll verspritzt werden. Und das ist genau, was Popper sagt. Wenn ihr von dem toten Pferd nie absteigt und diese tote Theorie, diese mörderische Theorie jetzt weiterreitet, dann tötet ihr. Die österreichische Regierung muss einfach aufpassen. Sie ist die Erste, die jetzt hier den Impfzwang verhängt. Sie tötet das gesamte österreichische Volk. Der Schallenberg, der ist dafür verantwortlich. Er braucht seine richtigen Berater. Wir hatten schon mal einen Österreicher, der über Europa Leid und Tod gebracht hat. Worauf ich jetzt appelliere, verteilt dieses Video in allen Kanälen. Der Schallenberg braucht Tausende, Hunderttausende von Briefen. Er muss wissen, das ist eine Rasierklinge, das ist ein Tötungsmittel. Und wenn er es weiß und weitermacht, dann ist er ein Massenmörder. Dann geht er in seine Schuhstapfen und es muss jetzt raus. Ich bin bereit, mich mit jedem zu unterhalten, was dieses Zeug darstellt. Als Chemiker sage ich, das sind Rassierklänge. Und ich merke einfach, wie wenig Ahnung Mediziner von Chemie haben. Aber sie betreiben Chemie im Körper von kleinen Kindern, von schwangeren Frauen. Und was ihr hier macht, ihr Erz, ihr wisst es jetzt auch. Und wenn ihr weiterspritzt, dann seid ihr Mörder. Geht raus, gebt, tippt es ab, gebt es eurem Arzt. Gebt es euren Politikern. Und wenn die weitermachen, dann prophezei ich euch. Dann gibt es kein Gericht der Welt, was euch noch rettet. Weil was ihr hier macht, ist Massenmord. Und Österreich hat die Verantwortung. Ihr habt damit angefangen, hier Impfzwang zu erklären. Und Herr Schallenberg, Sie als Jurist brauchen die besten Berater. Und wenn Sie nicht fähig sind, die besten Berater zu wählen, dann sind Sie inkompetent. Dann müssen Sie abdanken. Gesundheitsminister auch. Wie kompetent seid ihr? Ihr seid bereit, das gesamte österreichische Volk zwangs zu spritzen mit Rasierklingen, die nicht mehr biologisch abbaubar sind. Verbreitet das Video, schreibt es auf, schickt es per USB-Sticks an Politiker, an Ärzte. Macht denen klar, wenn sie jetzt weitermachen, sind sie Mörder. Die Polizei ist gerade da. Okay, folks. Die Polizei ist gerade da. Like I said, the second part is uh, the police breaking in, um, and then they lead him away. And he, if you notice, listen to him when he's talking, and they're asking him questions because he's very.
docile. He's he doesn't offer any kind of resistance. As a matter of fact, there's some suggestion here in the um, in the um, subtitles that this is supposed to be some kind of joke that they were playing on him, but it wasn't a joke. It was the um, the Nazis in Germany. So. Um, so we'll watch this, and um, then uh, he'll have an appeal from his uh, girlfriend, wife. I don't know what her status was, but um, so let's let's continue. Yeah. Please open up the door, he says. I don't know what's going on. That's, that's a joke we talked about, fear, just now. Wait, police is breaking down the door. Hands up, get down. Two persons here. Stay lying down. What are your names? I am Andreas Noack. Any knives or weapons? No. Computer off. Got to remember this guy's face. The tribunals. This is the girlfriend. It is Saturday, November 27, 2021. November 21. Tuesday, November 23, 10 a.m. The video about the graphene hydroxide was published. The video hit like a bomb. At the same time, Andreas had a Zoom call with someone, sorry, didn't recognize the name. I operated the camera and followed the chats. The interview took about two hours. After this, we had some exchanges. And told each other how much we loved each other and laughed. Shortly afterwards, Andreas was attacked brutally. The assault was extremely sneaky and unexpected. I have a terrible job to tell you that sadly Andreas did not survive the assault. Andreas is leider nicht überlebt hat. This news is extremely shocking for all of us. But Andreas is in me and I am part of him. We are one. 
All information is out there. We know everything we have to know. I need all of you now. It is the time to take action. It's time now to believe. We have to implement his plan now. We have nothing more to lose. It's about all of humanity. He did it for you. He died for you. He was not afraid of death. He accepted the possibility. It's horrible that it had to happen this way. It wasn't the plan for him to leave us so quickly. As I said, assume the enemy's energy. We must use the energy now. Turn it against them. Use it for us. I need you guys now. I can't do it alone. Please get going. I will tell you more details. Please don't panic. Together we stand, divided we fall. Let's stand together as a team. And she shuts the video off. Okay, there it was, folks. There it was. Whoa. Um, every time I watch that, it's disturbing. It really is. And she's with child, too, you know? So we need to be praying for her a lot. That baby needs to survive. He's uh, the um, the remembrance. He's the uh, legacy of um, Andreas Nowak. So in your prayer times, if you have one, uh, pray for the young lady. Pray for his cause and that uh, more eyes are opened up. Okay, so now let's go back here. There's another video now. <laughs> Personally, I am not a person that likes um, that likes music along with videos that are informational. And uh, but the song does kind of start to wear um, to grow on you after a while. But um, anyway, you might find it annoying, but uh, it'll help you if if you read the subtitles. Actually, I think the woman reads the subtitles. So. Um, you're going to see these uh, razor blade things in the in the blood of people or in in liquid and um you'll get to see what they're like and um and find that equally alarming so all right let me advance hey it's working today if you were with us last night folks or with me last night um i saved a whole bunch of pages like this to read and uh it was in pharmacy times and and when I went to look at them, they were all gone. And then I went to Pharmacy Times, and all those all those articles were gone. 
call me paranoid, call me a conspiracy theorist. Uh, but that was weird. Okay. It was just totally weird. And I haven't gone there today to see if they put him back up. So, um, maybe we'll, then we'll take a trip there after this video and, and see if they put him back up or if, uh, they've removed them totally. So anyway, this is, um, spectacular shots from the dark field BioNTech Pfizer, um, the, uh, the vaccine. And it looks like it's, um, it was done in Romanian of all things. I recognize the writing. I've worked with Romanians before. So, um, anyway, let's watch this. And, uh, again, try to block out the music and just look at the videos. Here we go. Do the doctors know what they are giving people? Spectacular shots from the dark, filled biotech Pfizer. It's pretty good photography, wouldn't you say? Look at it. Oh. Seems to be shedding something. The following oh. images were taken under a dark-filled microscope. Substance Biotech Pfizer method prescribed activation with NACL. Look at that. It looks like a blade right there. And another one right there. And maybe right there too. Spherical bubbles. They mess around with a magnet now, see if they can disturb it. Commercially available magnet should be used to check whether there are any magnetic components in the sample. Nobody expected what followed. Attention, now the magnet comes to the sample. Still there. Slow. There's all the sparkling things around it. Those will come into play later. After this event, everything shimmered and shimmered. Look at all the sparkles. 
You'll see later what those really are. But it did not stop there. Bring the funk back. The bladder had changed, a kind of hose had formed. And something seems to blow out. movements took place without any external influence. Adding UV light. sparkly things substance bio in tech Pfizer method pure vaccine the flicker under the UV light Anomalies, origin unknown. Bubbles here looked a little different.
the flickering in 1,250 times magnification. Rectacular objects can be seen everywhere. Check that out, folks. Those shapes do not come naturally in nature, except maybe in crystal formation. But maybe I paused it too soon. But um, look at all the rectangles. I think that's what Andreas was talking about. These um, razor blades. And you can see that they're free floating and they just float wherever they want to go. What is it? Do the doctors know what they are giving people? Obviously not. people know what they they're getting there look at that perfectly rectangular actually it's kind of trapezoid definitely man-made Everyone is free, a memory of all who fight for it. Okay, folks, there it is. That's what's floating through the body of probably 50 million Americans. If they didn't get a placebo. So, anyway, I mean, pictures are worth a thousand words. We saw quite a few million words here then. And um, freaky, isn't it? Very freaky. <coughs> there is another video that I kind of wanted to look for. I don't know if you're willing to wait while I look for it. I think actually, um, I think actually it's right here, and it's a Spanish fellow in, um, <laughs> yeah, you no know English in this show tonight, <laughs> um, <clears throat> a Spanish guy from Spain, you can tell, and he's talking about, um, Excuse me. 
I don't think I'm going to find it. I think it was, uh, I'd have to put something different in and, um, which is a shame because it was really good. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to waste any more time looking for that. So, um, here we go back in the flesh here. <clears throat> so very thought provoking, very, um, revealing. At, um, I've watched the, the Dr. Nowak thing um, several times. Because, uh, oh, excuse me, you cannot watch it enough as far as I'm concerned. So, um, so let's um, kind of break away from this subject and talk about um, what's going on around the world. Okay. Um, I don't have time to call up all these videos. I really don't. So, but there was a video this morning that I was watching and it was the, uh, <coughs> president or prime minister. I can't, I don't know what his title was. Of one of the Eastern European countries talking before the, um, uh, what would you call it? The parliament in, um, uh, the European union. And, um, he was talking about, um, Actually, Macron from France was there, and uh, he was looking at Macron and saying, you know, if uh, there's these mandates are killing people, and uh, and the forced injections are killing people, too. He says, it's got to stop. And he looked right at Macron, and he says, you, basically, you're, you're a murderer. You're a mass murderer. And, uh, you know, it cuts off after that, so you don't really know what happened after that. But, um, hey. Gotta call him as we see him, right? Pardon my yawning, folks. It's been a long day. Um, and I did a show last night, so it's up till two in the morning getting that ready. So um anyway, I gotta it's still getting over this thing, so I gotta kind of take it easy. But um anyway, um so there was that, and I watched another video today of um uh people rioting in um Oh, I'm trying to remember where it was. Uh, Brussels, Belgium, of all places. They were uh, riding, um, protesting the uh, the mandates and the, and the forced vaccinations. And they were, man, they were out in mass. And they were throwing bricks and stuff at the police station and, and breaking the windows and throwing things at the cops and the whole nine yards. And it was um, quite satisfying, actually to watch this it was um you know you see folks like from antifa and black lives matter doing stuff like this and it's you know it's it's really a, a bs um story that they come to you with but uh, you know when it comes to humanity and preserving humanity and preserving the rights of people and stuff like that then that's that's an important thing to uh maybe become a little um civilly disobedient about so, um, anyway, that was, that was quite interesting. And then, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at things from all over the world. From uh, There was one from Australia. It was hilarious. Um, there was um, a store owner that, and I might have talked about this last night, I don't remember. But there was a store owner that uh, wanted to open up his store without masks. And um, 
so of course the police came well there was a group of people outside that wouldn't let the cops inside which was really neat and um and then the people inside i mean there was a lot of people in there and they were yelling out get out get out get out they didn't want the cops in there and then the cops finally backed off now there was one amusing moment when um one of the protesters walked up to one of the young policemen and said, you know, do you know what you're actually doing here? You know, is this doing you any, doing any good? You know, the, the government doesn't care about you. Why are you trying to enforce their stupid mandates? You know, he said, and then the guy gave him some smart aleck answer. The cop did. And he says, yeah, he says, you know, he kind of rebuffed it a little bit and, and looked at his mask and told him that he looked like a Smurf cross with an X-Man. Um, <laughs> if you get a chance to see that online, it's a pretty good video. Um, but people are starting to fight back. Um, this just this last weekend, there was a big rally in Washington, D.C. People protesting against these mandates. It's, people have had enough, you know. Uh, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. Um, but, you know, you, you can only suppress people for so long and then they start fighting back. And that's what's happening. And it's great. Man, it really is great to watch. Um, there was a clip um, many years ago. Maybe, you know, that would be fun to play. So let me see if I can find that, okay? And um, let's see. It was a movie, actually, a movie that came out in the 1970s, I think. And um, basically, the guy comes into work and he says, uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. Let's see. You got to be so careful when you're looking at stuff like this, too, because sometimes people change things. And, well, I'm going to do a crapshoot here and go ahead and play this. Uh, this is 2021. All right, so, hey, there's a way to get around everything here. Let's go to YouTube. Ah. Hold on, folks. Because I think it's pretty well, this video clip pretty well expresses what a lot of us are feeling and what we would like to yell out our windows <laughs> Okay. Lock. Okay. All right, here we go. This is actually pretty funny and pretty good, too, at the same time. Um. Yeah, it was from a program called Network. But see if you can identify with this because it's it totally, totally illustrates what's going on today. And um, I know the way that you and I feel. Hold on a second. They're running wild in the street, and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. I got to back up. You know, Hold on a second. The air is unfit to breathe, and our food is un. 
I don't have to tell you things are bad. Here we go. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street, and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radials, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as... Oh, come on. Mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! I want you to get up right now. Get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. How many stations does this go out to? You've got to get mad. I know it goes to Louisville and Atlanta. I'm not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the depression and the inflation and the oil crisis. But first, get up out of your chairs, open the window, stick your head out and yell, and say, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Talking to her. Atlanta. Are they yelling in Atlanta, Herb? Are they yelling in Atlanta, Ted? But first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. They're yelling in Baton Rouge. Get up, get up, get up out of your Son of a bitch! We struck the mother low! Stick your head out of the window, open it, and stick your head out and keep yelling and yell, I'm as mad as hell, I'm not going to take this anymore. Just get up from your chairs right now. Go to Where the window. Where are you going? Everybody I want to see if anybody's yelling. Window, open it and stick your head out and yell and keep yelling. I'm as mad as hell. I'm not going to take this
<laughs> Maybe that's what we need, folks. We need to stick our heads out the window and yell, I'm at it, and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> oh, goodness. I love that video clip. I really do. Um, and there's so much truth to it, too, you know. But I think in our own little way, we're, we're all yelling that out right now. And, and uh, this radio show, you know, we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. You know, um, you got people all over the world now are getting on TV, on social media, everywhere, and saying basically the same thing. This garbage has got to end. It's got to stop. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is either. Like the guy said, I don't know what to tell you to write, you know, but um, not that they would pay attention to it anyway. Uh, because they've set it themselves up as um, the leaders and we're the puppets. But um, anyway, it's this is this that video defines the moment that we're in right now. Okay. People are mad as hell and they don't want to take it anymore and they're starting to rebel. They're starting to perform acts of social disobedience, not social. Um, um, just disobedience all, all over the place, you know, getting out and, and speaking the truth, uh, no matter what it gets them. They're going out and speaking the truth. You got guys like Andreas Nowak, um, proclaim the truth, you know. Um, others um, that have given their lives to this cause, you know, and uh, it's, it's important that we honor them, of course, but the best way to honor them is to get out and do the same thing. It's to get out there and say, you know what? I'm sorry, but I draw the line right here. Right here is the line. And it's been crossed, and I'm going to take some kind of action. It might mean going to the store without a mask, and it might mean whatever. You know, but it's, it's time to not put up with the BS anymore and to start um, really showing the powers that be that we're tired and we're not going to take it anymore. So um, I planned on going for two hours with this show, folks, but I'm just going to go with an hour tonight. Um, and we've just gone over that mark by about three minutes. So um, I'm going to go ahead and, and pretty well end it here uh, just with the knowledge that we we need to join the others around the world who are getting mad, protesting, and doing something to prove that they're, they're angry. It doesn't have to be something that hurts somebody or something like that. You're in the letters, write letters, you know, ad nausea, write letters to the, your, your political leaders. I hate to call them that. Your political servants is what they're supposed to be. Um, just, do something if it's putting a bumper sticker on your car, for goodness sakes. You know, that's a, an excellent way to get a message across. Um, whatever you got to do, do it. Okay. And like the lady said, uh, Noak's um, girlfriend, wife, whatever she is, you know, united we stand, divided we fall, and we need to get out there and start doing stuff. So. Uh, that having been said, let's join those who are out there protesting now in whatever way that we feel we're being led to protest against this knucklehead government, the knuckleheads that are running it, and the schmucks that are are behind them. So, okay, folks, uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this. And um, 
hey, have a wonderful however many days until we see you again. Um, hopefully it'll be just a couple, maybe even tomorrow. Who knows? Um, so uh, until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face arise upon you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out and coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he bring you the peace that passes all understanding through Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord. Amen and amen. Good night, folks. <laughs>